0: Link, start. Senpai. SENPHY Catchy till I die. All these lollies call me. Rubbing on her thighs, she stay wet for her. Saudi so Kawaii, it would die for her. Riding, watching, tie all the time with. What up weaves and welcome into yes again another riveting episode of the Anime Senpai Podcast! Oh, fans, your warm applause fills me with the passion and desire to move forward into this battlefield of anime hot takery and to stand above the top of Mount Olympus as the greatest anime personality in the world, as one day becoming the anime Ryan Seacrest. And as I just recently yesterday was the MC of the cosplay event for SoCal Anime here and at SoCal Anime here in Anaheim, it was beyond a pleasure and I was so blessed to have an opportunity to do this event with all of them to get together, to have the community come for a free event with all of these amazing vendors and to stand on the stage and show everybody what the f anime senpai is about, man. It was a great time. So shout outs again to SoCal Anime, shout outs again to Chuck, the co-host of mine and also to Nico of Affinity. You guys are amazing. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to have some fun with you guys. I absolutely loved it. So now, as you know, I always do, and I haven't forgotten because I love you all so much, and I hope you're doing well. Take some of my sunshine. Woo-cha, wacha Dancing through the street as we're popping through the hoop and the sun rays are dining down on me. <laughs> oh, I'm so corny. I love it. I hope everybody's doing well, and I'm so excited for all you guys to be here, because today's show is going to be something quite exciting, and I have an intro all prepared for it, but we must not go too quickly. I don't want to just full send all the way in. We've got to ease into it. I've got to light the candles, pour some wine, maybe some Cabernet, or maybe some (laughs) Sauvignon, and then get you ready with some hot cooked dinner with a baked potato and extra Butter on your fries, because <laughs> you know it's deep grilled. <laughs> but we will get to that. I wanted to get a couple things out of the way. So first, a big shout out to every single person that is listening to this podcast. If you follow me on TikTok, I just hit 40,000 followers in two months. What an amazing accomplishment. I love you guys so much, and I'm so thankful that you give me the time of day to watch any of my videos, if not all of them, and to support me on a multitude of social platforms whether it be on instagram tiktok twitter or even on my podcasting or youtube whatever it may be shout outs little Skoo because you know he's the homie i love you guys so much and i'm so thankful and i'm beyond excited to keep bringing some hot good stuff for you guys and to keep testing myself with the different type of influx and categories of entertainment properties i can bring to you guys so i'm so thankful and i love you guys so much so thank you for that as well now as we move forward There's something else I must do. And somebody reached out to me on Instagram. So let me get my phone next to me so I can pull his information up because he sent me something that I must do. He sent me something that I was very much so excited to do again because his name is Anthony and he reached out and he said, I was a huge fan of your last podcast, but Alex, what about bringing back weebs all around the world? And if you don't know what it was, back on my old show, I used to do something where I looked around the world and saw where all the fans were listening to me so not only could i shout you out if you're from this area but to give you love the passion you deserve and to see where you stand on one through five to see if you can climb the ranks and become the rankings of kings around the world so without further ado i'm so excited anthony thank you for giving me this idea again and let's start it now weaves all around the world you know who you are because i shout you out on the show and you guys are wondering if you can climb to the top of the pole and then slide down slowly. <laughs> so this segment again is called Weaves Around the World. And since I started this show in June 6th, and that is a complete month of the month of June, why don't we look back to the first month of the podcast and see exactly where around the world are you guys listening to the show? So, starting around the world, let's go from 5 to 1. At number 5, India. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited because I Hope you know, not only do I love Indian food, but I always have curry in my stash, as long with some paprika and also some cumin, you name it. I love making some homemade curry. So thank you guys for not only the culture and good food, but for supporting the show. At number four, Australia. How's it going, mate? Oh, down under, throw another shrimp on the body, huh? It's good to see my friend all the way across the pond, Mr. Chris, who stands up united for Australia. I love you, my dude. Thank you for supporting and Everybody else in Australia. At number three, das is Germany, ja, guten Tag, how would you not have known, it's Germany, me and myself, you know, Oktoberfest is coming up, so maybe I'll come out there and do a show for you, Yeah, ja? it's Germany, that's actually all the left side of my dad's family, so it's pretty cool to know where my father is from, a lot of my family listens, and at number two, we have Canada, how's it going, eh, I guess you're all up there, you know, just trying to have some fun, mate, and it's, uh, sorry, sorry, <laughs> so number two is Canada, and of course, number one, US of A baby america if yeah <laughs> thank you guys around the world for supporting me so now real quick let's go through the us of a and see the top five states at number five is new york in new york it's good to see you guys on this list and at number four is virginia shout outs to the v you know i love me some v at number three pennsylvania shout outs to Leechburg, pennsylvania by the way where the homie day one joe son lives and i got to fly all the way out there to stay with him in Leechburg, pennsylvania he has a house literally on the river it was beautiful it was sensational i love you guys so much and i love you joe for letting me do that at number two is texas texas where everything's bigger apparently And at number one, California. California. Yeah, I want to be your governor. Welcome to California. It's really good to see. Thank you guys for the love. So shout-outs quickly in Canada. Ontario was the biggest one. In Australia, Queensland, and Victoria. Love you all. Thank you for supporting the show. Let's continue to grow this together for the community. And that was my new favorite segment, Weaves All Around the World. You know who you are. God, I love that. Thank you again for reminding me, Anthony. That's a great time and such a great show. And before I keep going, Boing. As I stand up in my small chonies to grab something that is on my table here, someone went out of their way and I have to shout them out for something they sent me because this also is unreal. Shoutouts to Mr. Mike. Mr. Mike went out of his way at a convention he went to to get the English voice actress of your from Spy Family to sign a picture with my name on it. Are you kidding me? It literally says to Anime Senpai with her signature in gold and it's this beautiful picture of her and her her dress with the the thorn princess and her element and it looks beautiful and he wrote me a note saying how much he appreciates my show dude i appreciate the living heck out of you you are an absolute legend you are an amazing person and i'm going to not only frame this now this will be in my backdrop so everyone can see this every single video i do moving forward so thank you my guy i love you so so much now We're finally ready. The candles are lit, the smelling candles are smelling, and the wine bottle has been poured, so now it's time to finally slide into the sexualness of the first ever edition of After Dark with Senpai. And if you must know how this starts well, let me take a step back and say, Maestro, hit the beat. We're on a quest to have sex with every species of chick there is. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, the tongue kinda <can't> big. <laughs> Where's your robe <gasps> It was stinky, <laughs> but these are my recreation clothes. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> 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 Good. Let the hate flow through you. Ladies and gentlemen, weebs and otakus, welcome into one of the most robust moments of your life where you better strap on a pair of headphones and get really close and deep and penetrate your eardrums because I'm about to go so balls deep into you. This segment, we're about to have some Natty Light fun. (laughs) And if you're new to this, well, don't be shy, because this is actually the first time we have ever done an After Dark with Senpai. And let me tell you something. There's a few things I'd like to talk about on this list, but, you know, I have to tell you the set premise of what this new edition is. And basically, the logo for any time we do After Dark with Senpai is anything goes except for clothes. Join me as we go balls deep, and I just touch the HIP of every single show, with some of the edgiest, the lewdest, and downright hentaiest shows around, while also highlighting the best waifus and husbandos. <laughs> so this is going to be fun beyond belief. I'm so excited, so you better have set the mood by now with some candles, some chocolate strawberries, some edible panties, maybe if you're plant-based like myself, some planties, whatever you're into, and this is going to be a lot of fun. So on today's first edition, why don't we look at a few shows before I go into some of these other other waifus that I really want to highlight. So first, one of the shows that I would like to highlight here for you tonight is Interspecies Reviewers. Now, if you've never heard of this show, Don't Trip Fam, I'll catch you. <laughs> because Interspecies Reviewers is basically a show that in a world where prostitution is legal and encouraged, where I'm talking about anywhere you would think you could go to any town, any boondock place on an island, or some outcast place that seems to be where no one is alive or living in the forest or desert, there is not too far. There is going to be a prostitution place available for you to enjoy yourself and to relax with each and so, this is so cool because these brothels have every single species you can think of. And I'm talking about any single species you could think of. So now just think of this, for example. Myself and I have watched this show. It's a one-season anime. And the best part about this show, too, which I almost forgot, is the fact that it was on Crunchyroll for a little bit. And they actually had the first episode in dub, by the way. And then eventually, somehow, way, somebody figured out what the hell was on their platform. And they were like, oh, yeah, we got to pull that off because... Basically, you get some softcore pornography in this show. That's all I'm going to say. It is downright lootiest of looty. And I have a great story to tell you about this, too, by the way. But if this show is real... If I was thrown into this show, you have no doubts in your mind where you could find me. I will always be at the wolf tavern if there's like half deities. So basically, if they have demi-humans where they have like ears and tails of animals, I'm there every single night. Or I was a big fan of actually the bird women ones too. The bird mains, the bird people, because they have this little sensual spot on the back of their neck. And if you rubbed it ever so gently, a lot of fireworks would be made. And they also lay eggs too. It might be kind of cool to watch them lay eggs, even though there is a whole episode on egg playing, but I'm getting ahead of myself. So in this world where prostitution is legal and there are brothels beyond your wildest dreams of all the species you could ever imagine, goblins, ghouls, even succubuses, they have everything you can think of slimes they even have a build-a-bitch which is basically you build your own thing and they put this like warm thing down on her her yuha and basically it's like one of the most pleasurable things in the world and there's even this place that's like ran by this magician lady and she just makes clones of herself that are living clones for about three to four days that you can basically have all your fun and do whatever you want with because eventually she just disappears but she's actually real for the it's wild this show is so dope so now why not introduce you to the three main characters? We have Krim, Stunk, and Zell. Krim is an angel, a fallen angel, you could say, because somehow the crown on his head is cracketh and in doing so he is stuck down here Krim is a very sensual looking character almost feminine in some way and is actually both it is a hermaphrodite I believe the word is correctly where they have both they have both parts of a male and a female extraments so that's already fun enough and what's really cool about it is that since Krim is stuck down here he links up with our two main heroes Stunk and Zell and both of them are adventurers and the best part about Krim before I forget Homie is literally hung like a horse i swear to you i don't understand how he floats because he's an angel ain't no way in heaven itself that you would be able to float when you pack in that strong My like guy. you literally got an anvil between your legs that a freaking blacksmith would walk up to you and be like listen i need an extra anvil to steal this sword <laughs> it's unreal Krim is definitely a funny character and my favorite of the bunch and now let me introduce you to the first adventure in this trio the three amigos the Dickie of Darkerins. these three Stunk is the second one Stunk is a strong human adventurer and he oddly looks a lot like me I have pictures of me when I had my long hair and he reminds me a lot because he has the whisker like you know the little scratch puffs of his uh, facial hair and then he also is kind of tall in shape which I am as well and Yeah, he reminds me a lot of myself, which is very cool if I was an adventurer. And he's a fun-looking character. He's very strong. And it's cool to see his ability of how he does a lot of this stuff within the story in The Three Amigos. And then Zell, the last one, is an elf adventurer. Zell is a little bit shorter and has a very huge fetish with old women, is what I'll say. Basically, he loves this older lady that's one of these, like, head women of the prostitution ring in the city that they live in. And he basically loves this chick because he's like, oh, you like those young ones that are inexperienced. I want a master in her craft I want a lady who can literally do the gluck gluck 9000 on me while she's doing a dippity down Swedish helicopter from the side like it's it was hysterical to see these three together because they're so polar opposite with their tastes and Krim is so like passive and like no I can't do it but then he gets down with it when he does it's so fun to see the three of them and what's really cool is the fact that this show turns into them being reviewers so what does that entail you might say well based they travel around the world Whether it be doing adventures or whatever or not But the biggest focus they do is they go To these different brothels and they test Out the women of the different Species and then they write a Review on them to let basically know People know what they thought what their Experience was how the intercourse was Everything it's literally insane To think about but I kid you not This is top tier storytelling I know it sounds crazy I'm Even saying this this is literal peak fitch- Fiction because the way this story progresses, and when you watch it, and you get so embedded into it, and your body becomes all moist and hot and sensual from all the activities and the oh, honey, and stuff like that, it really does get raunchy at some parts. But I kid you not. There's actually a flow to the story. There's actually content that keeps you engaged. And it's extremely humorous. You watch this and sit back and go, yeah, I'm actually enjoying this. (laughs) And I feel weird about it. It was so fun to see. So you might ask yourself, okay. Well, what entails in these episodes right what's going on what's happening within them well uh, there's some episodes that revolve around gender swapping where they're able to go to this one place where they can drink a potion for like a night or whatever it is like 12 hours they actually swap genders so Krim and Stunk turn into women and then Stunk and Zell turn into women and then Krim's already half and half so I don't think it really matters to Krim but they go to this one and get to see how the other side enjoys themselves within the whole uh, intercourse action one could say and it's his hysterical because Krim ends up with a hyena, and if you know anything about hyenas, I uh, recommend you look into it because you would know what I'm trying to get at here. And then Stunk and Zell. Zell ends up with this, like, slimed—oh, it was unreal. Absolutely loved it. And then there's another episode, as I was mentioning, about Build-A-Bitch where they basically can make your dream girl— any way you want you can build them from scratch up and they all end up building this bird maid the main chick I forgot her name she's in like the tavern where they're always at and they post their reviews and she's like the one that's the hard to get one but they all love her and they end up all making a doll of her and having fun with her it was unbelievable and then there's even egg laying as I teased to too where there's a whole episode where a lot of the reptiles and egg eaters they all go to this place that's on the beach and these different egg laying animals they basically pay to watch them lay eggs and they get like a heart off to it and then the best part is that they'll bit on the eggs and stuff because they're freshly laid it's unreal to say the least and another one that was probably my favorite part of all of it was the salamander cookout so myself I'm not somebody that eats meat I'm not somebody that eats a lot of meat anymore in my life except for tonight because my neighbors brought me some freaking chorizo tacos and they were unbelievable I'm gonna feel the pain tomorrow but It's a salamander cookout. So what do you think that is? Well, let me give you some hints. Have you ever been to a Korean barbecue where there's a nice little tray and a whole little cooking setup right in front of you between the table as you sit with your friends and enjoy yourself? Well, imagine that little cook thing, that furnace, whatever it may be, is a salamander chick and she's naked, you could say, and she's burning very hot and ready. And so if you have yourself some sausages, let's just say you could cook it anywhere you'd like. (laughs) So it gets pretty sensual at some parts. And the best part is Krim actually has like fire resistance. So Krim's able to have some fun with the salamander chick, which she he does with her and he gets to write his own review. But just watching it, seeing the cooking and how they're silly, really like kind of getting the pleasure out of the cooking to eat. It was unreal. The show itself was insane to me. Shoutouts to the bird women I'm telling you bro I would be there 24-7 The show itself was so fun It kept me engaged the whole time And this is where I was getting to When I said I had a fun story for you So back when I was doing this with my buddy We would do a lot of reviews for anime stuff So I was watching this And I had to get three episodes in Before we recorded the show the next day And so I was getting my first No, excuse me This is my second anime tattoo The first one was through blood artist And Chris Sanchez And then the second one Was from a new upcoming artist His name is Elijah. And so I went to him, met him, and we did the setup, and this is where I got 002 in Strelitzia. And so while we were sitting there having fun doing the design, we finally got into the tattoo. And as he was doing it, I had to watch these two episodes. Keep in mind, I'm the guy that goes into animes without looking into it at all. I don't know anything about him. I don't know what's going on. All I knew was that it's an etchy, kind of ludish show. And I've seen a couple before it. So I was like, okay, it can't be that crazy. Maybe some big titties flopping around or stuff like that. Whatever, right? I didn't really put the pieces together from the puzzle and didn't think like, oh, interspecies reviewers what does that really mean right so i didn't put the dots together right away but eventually i'm sitting down we're having fun i'm in his like dad's office so his dad is behind him because he's an apprentice to his dad his dad's known as the owl king he does these incredible freehand owl tattoos so i go to their studios out here in pasadena it's this beautiful place it's called like vatican studio they have chandeliers and all these art pieces in there and his dad has his own back like hipster studio i walk in i was like this is unbelievable like I don't, can i afford this you know like so I I walk in We sit down We're going through the tattoo Talking to his dad His dad has this lady laying down Her pants are off Her whole ass is just facing me Because I'm sitting behind them And she's getting this huge Leg piece mural done And so I'm sitting there And he's starting to do the tattoo And yes by the way If you're listening to this Kids or anybody else That's a little bit older And wondering Tattoos freaking hurt I don't know if you know this But it goes so deep Through the layers of your skin That's why tattoos Don't get removed so easily Because it's going through Like a lot of the layers And it's repetitive stinging So let me tell you this Not only does your body Have to deal with a lot of the ink going into your blood but it has to deal with the pain and the excruciating pain your body's going through and fighting it back because you just naturally want to resist pain until you unless you're mentally strong like a monk or something it freaking hurts so i'm just telling you now just be cautious if you're getting a big piece like myself done and i did the whole bottom lower half of my arm right now so i have a half sleeve just be prepared i'm just letting you know as somebody who's went through it just be prepared so as i'm sitting there and we're going through the tattoo and we're having fun I kid you not I start playing the episode for the first one and it's connected to his speaker in his dad's studio area right I again I didn't know what to expect so the first episode starts you get introduced to everybody you see what's going on the brothel they meet him and I'm like okay this looks pretty cool the animation style is dope this looks like a fun ride right well the end of the first episode they go to their favorite brothel and when they go there it starts getting pretty raunchy and everything starts happening so I instantly was like oh Oh my god I'm fumbling and I like took my phone off the speaker and I was like hey yeah, go ahead and play something because I don't think I want to be bumping this in with your pops back there and some chick so I kid you not they change it up put some music on and what's funny is the girl starts laughing and I'm sitting there and I'm like oh my god I'm literally about to get called out at this place I'm about to oh god like what's gonna happen right so she turns over and she's like is that interspecies reviewers bro my heart jumped out of my I literally laughed my ass off I was like there's no freaking way you know this show. She's like, yeah, my boyfriend was watching this show. And I was like, well, your boyfriend is extremely cultured. You better let him wife you up instantly. <laughs> but it was funny because she she knew the show. Are you kidding me? Like some random hard at girl. And she looked she was a cute girl, right? But she looked so hardcore. And she literally turns around. She's like, interspecies reviewers. Absolutely, it is, ma'am. Would you like to come closer and watch it with me? Because I'm about to start episode two. Unbelievable. I couldn't believe it. It was so much fun. I watched all three episodes there. A lot was dying because I put the phone in front of us so he literally would stop at times doing the tattoo and watch it and I'd be like "All right, dude I gotta turn this off because you need to be working right now I'm not trying to sit here and prolong this pain but it was such a fun time and I kid you not that is absolutely my first experience with a hardcore ecchi show and it was unbelievable in every facet of a way you could possibly think of so now I also want to talk about one more show real quick if you don't mind how about Boku no Pico no I'm just kidding I'm I'm just kidding I'm not going to talk about that because I've never seen it But I will tell you this, a fun little side fact about Boku no Pico, did you know the first actual creator of the first Full Metal Alchemist, not Brotherhood, but the first one, ended up going on to do Boku no Pico? Well, if you didn't know that fun fact, now you do. Drop that on your friends, you're more cultured. You're welcome, I know, thank you. (laughs) But... I want to talk about Worlds and Harem. Now this show is the first very lewd show that I was able to watch on Crunchyroll and this is the funnest part about this show so I already thought that Crunchyroll would never go really hardcore with like some softcore stuff going on with women but let me tell you this, I was extremely unaware (laughs) of the possibilities of what could be passable on certain things because apparently when they show these scenes of what's going on and I'll kind of get into in a sec they would black out almost half the screen and all you're seeing is her face making faces and his face making faces is all I'll get to so the premise of World End Harem and why again I think this is a distinguished show anybody who likes peak culture should look into it tell your girlfriend she should sit and watch with you too to get some ideas and pointers but when you're watching the show it's on the premise of there's this virus that becomes rampant within in the world it's the male gene killer it's like mgk and not the crazy dude that sorry chris i know you're a fan of him but he's just a crazy dude he's marrying megan fox they're doing blood rituals what the hell's going on but it's like this male gene killer and it kills off every single male. It's airborne. As soon as you get it, you die within like a few weeks or days or whatever it is. So basically it kills almost a hundred percent of the male population, 99.8% or 9%, whatever it may be. But fortunately there were a lot of males that were put into cryo chamber slumber for about 10 years because apparently they had this kind of like gene virus. That's like, I don't know exactly what it was, but it was, it was slowly going to kill them. And it was a virus. They didn't have a cure for yet so they put them in cryo-chamber slumber so basically what it does is it freezes their body and makes it so the virus doesn't proceed and then as they're sleeping they worked on the cure for it and then gave it to them so when they would wake them up they were officially cured so it's like cool that's a solid win right well you gotta think of the grander aspects because think about it this way that means you don't age but the world around you ages 10 years. So let's just say you have family, right? So you have a mother and a father. They get 10 more years on them. Say you have a sister, 10 more years on them. Say you have a significant other, 10 more years on them. So if you're somebody who goes for younger women, this shouldn't affect you too much. Well, it still probably will because now they'll be your age. But it's so crazy because when our main dude wakes up, he's in this world now and it's just women everywhere. They kind of do a good job of hiding all the details of what's going on. You could tell there's like some conspiracy and you really don't know what's going on yet, but he wakes up and he's one of like the first dudes to wake up. There's another guy that's already awake and he's already full send into this program that they've put them into, which is basically they call it to repopulate the earth. So what you're supposed to do with is sleep with multiple women in a day and you have your choice over these women and it's just it's incredible the storyline. It's basically the ultimate harem you could ever think of. Just imagine going to sleep, you wake up, you're the only male alive and now every woman wants you. Like, "Bro, what?" So you kind of find out though, it's not as straightforward as you think. And don't get me wrong, these scenes of what happens because there's another dude, he's a super nerdy guy and got picked on, but he wakes up out of cryochamber slumber as well cuz he had that virus thing that was attacking that was attacking his DNA. So they wake him up, they put him into a school setting and actually make him try to get comfortable because he's so nerdy and socially awkward to get comfortable around these gorgeous young women and all of them signed up for it because basically if you get pregnant with this dude's kid, their whole family gets taken care of and they get paid so much good money. So it's wild to see like these kid literally has his play with all of these women and the thing that cracks me up the most about this is I didn't watch the explicit version, I watched the censored one, so I'm telling you this, go to Crunchyroll and just watch a couple episodes and see what I was watching. It's his stare. It literally looks like a kid got a picture and it just has like a black paintbrush and he's like just having fun with it. I couldn't believe it but I'm literally sitting there and I was like oh lord thank god this wasn't the explicit version because your boy would get a little testy on himself. (laughs) There's coconut oil, the lights are lit, the candles are candling I'm about to get musky (laughs) but it's so funny and that's why when I watched that show I literally could not believe that it was that raunchy. It's it's just just like to me I always had this stigma and until I became a full-blown weeb I really had this kind of deterring thing and this is actually a very good conversation by the way from an outside perspective a lot of people think the weird stuff about anime and it's true there's a lot of weird stuff for example let's go to Sword Art Online the last season of what the heck was the whole tentacle thing and being shoved up Leafa there's a lot of animes that do that stuff one of the episodes of Food Wars there's a part where they're eating squid and it's like the squid wraps its body all around for some reason they got a big fetish, a fetish with squids and win- I don't know what it is but that's there. All I'm saying is that from an outside perspective, somebody who was definitely not fully engaged to his weeaboo hood, being an anime fan, being in the culture, you can assume a lot of stuff with it. And of course, whenever you hear the rumors about hentai, you're like, oh, you're into that anime porn, little kids and all this stuff, la la No, that's Boku no Pico. We're not into that, but... It's justifiable. Their remarks and their thoughts are very true because I'm telling you, if you're not someone who's open-minded, if you're somebody who already goes into it and you're like, oh, anime's for kids, and then you hear about this etchy and loot stuff and the over-fan service, which a lot of shows do do, and it's okay. I mean, some of them do it better than others. I mean, my dress-up darling did it exquisitely the fact is i can see that and i can see how that's deterring for a lot of people and also if that's like a very prominent thing or something that people push i can see how that's deterring to a lot of outside people who don't want to get into anime then like i don't want to be associated with that bull crap and especially if it wasn't mainstream yet which it wasn't and it's still not fully but people would be pushed away from that people would be deterred and they would actually be discouraged they would literally look at it and be like bro what is this crap like i'll just go turn on my laptop and like i don't want to watch these cartoons doing it that's like children's stuff and it's like no it's not it's not cartoons a lot of this stuff is made for mature audiences and there are so many good shows like off the top of my head cowboy bebop samurai shamplo Roroni kenshin trigun you can even go watch the for one of the first big movies akira you go watch these older movies and you can tell really quick yeah these are definitely for more of a mature audience these are definitely really cool and they have a lot of deep life lessons and reflecting so that's why like i can see it i get it i understand it but God, am I all about it now. I used to be so weird out about this stuff, and I used to always be like, "Nah, there's no way. That's some corny, like, those uh, otaku nerds who can't touch grass and have never seen a booby in their life. And it's like, well, no, actually, they've seen a lot of anime boobies, and a lot of these anime boobies look pristine, if I may say, even if they're blacked out. So it was fun, and I see it, and I absolutely do love it. So now, it wouldn't be right if I didn't also do on this first After Dark with Senpai. I shouted out some waifus and hospondos for you that actually stand out above the rest are you guys up for it are you up to jump in the hot tub with me with a couple beautiful ladies and let me tell you exactly what i love them okay perfect let's keep going then so first waifu on this list i would like to highlight and think she is a top contender to be with me on after dark is zero two now let me tell you something here zero two is literally a sex symbol now she is a body pillow on my bed that i am literally looking at where she is looking back at me holding a lollipop sensually rubbing her leg in her red outfit and let me tell you something if I ever found a lady that would dress like that for me in that position in the bed I'm looking at right now staring at me this podcast would have not never happened I would go missing for about a couple weeks let me just tell you that is oh my god so Zero Two transcended as a character to a sex symbol she is literally the driving force of of Darling in the Franks. When you think Darling in the Spanks, you don't even think about Hero. You don't think about the other characters I don't even know their names anymore. You don't think about the story. You don't think about Vrim. You don't think about the scientist father who made her. You don't think about the first original one, zero one, not zero two. You don't think of the Klaxosauruses. No, 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 You think of zero zero two. Zero two to be exact. And let me tell you something. There's a reason why we think of her because my girl is beautifully designed. I'm talking about she has these little red horns on her hair. She has this... Uh this band this headband that clicks right into it that's white she has pink hair with green eyes and let me tell you something the red accent on the side of her eyes with her outfit and the way she carries herself in such a sensual badass I don't give a blank way throughout the entirety of the story and the first time you see her meet our main hero who's named Hero because he isn't really a hero but if you call him Hero maybe you'll believe he's a hero because you have to somehow remember this dude or else if he had a random name you can remember it Cause he's next to zero two all the time. So just call him hero. When you see him meet zero two the first time, and she is literally catching a fish with her mouth naked in a river. I'm a sold American. Where do I sign? Take my check, take my life, take my virginity, whatever you want. I'm not, I wish I could have it back to give it to you, but that is unbelievable to me. And what an intro, if I may say with her, where she is just so funny, bubbly, charismatic and you can see at the same time she has that badass restraint even almost like evil side to her because of how the world has been treating her and how when you see her backstory to how she turned into who she is now and how she just wants to be human bruh <laughs> she is a gorgeous character the design to her the flow of her the way she carries herself oh they oh we oh my I got weak ankles so I'm glad I'm sitting down this character is beautifully designed one of my top favorite aesthetically pleasing characters especially with her outfit changes where she has her white suit on or her red actual battle suit on or she's in her normal fun clothes or when she's actually f- uh, playing around with hero and trying to act like a person and they were doing the laundry chasing with each other where she feeds them and she says darling oh my god if you just get mm, played for me one time Daddy. Oh, oh god quagmire is alive in me baby the darling oh my god why do you think i loved miss nagatoro so much when she was like senpai senpai and darling sold american if you call me those two things i'm literally you're getting a ring (laughs) it's that easy for me i absolutely loved her and this is what's funny Another character, God, I'm starting to catch on to my type here. Another character I really wanted to highlight is Holo. Holo from Spice and Wolf. And again, when you get first introduced to her, she is also butt naked from head to toe. <laughs> and instead of the other one, God, I'm really getting a visualization for my type here. <laughs> and so when 002 gets her introduced and you see 02, she throws her head out of the water, butt naked, catching a fish in her mouth. When we get introduced to Holo, she's literally butt naked in the back of Lawrence's cart. And she wakes up, looks at the moon, and gives out this massive, Massive, how butt naked, and she is beautifully designed. I'm talking about she is a true Nico to the Nico term, and a Nico term is basically a human with two animal characteristics of ears and a tail, and she has those. And boy, oh boy, am I a Nico fan! Never met a girl named Nico. If she has N E K O in her name, she will put a tail and a headpiece on for me with ears. I am you have two rings. Like I don't even know if that's a thing, but you're gonna get two. Like it's Beyonce wouldn't even know what to do with it unbelievable. This character is the epitome of what I look for in a female now and it's not saying like naked with ears and a tail and just howling at a moon in the middle of the street which would definitely be intoxicating and it would very much pique my interest in a bad way i would probably be like lawrence and be like you demon (laughs) are you possessed by the devil (laughs) because i'll be your devil when you get introduced to holo and if you've never seen spice and wolf this is my all-time favorite anime to the end of freaking time i am so entranced with holo the way she carries herself the way she is a person within herself she is literally a god someone who can turn into a wolf the wolf god and she basically goes out of her way to where this random kid walks up to her in her giant massive wolf form by the way which would scare the shit out of anybody this kid walks up to her and is like can you please help us we need to thrive we have this new village we need the wheat fields to prosper or else we're all gonna die and you know what she does she says because you came and asked me I will help you and guess what happens she promises and stays there for such a long time the villagers not only have descendants of descendants of descendants they forget about her they start their own thriving community and everything like that they turn her into a joke where they still celebrate her and stuff, have a harvest festival when the last wheat's being pulled, but they make it such a joking matter. They all think it's just an urban legend and she's still there. She's still there. And guess what? Lawrence comes around, ends up she jumps into his uh, back of his cart because he has a bundle of wheat and so she's able to transfer over to that one and then he meets her and then her whole premise is she just wants to go home. She just wants to go back to the North and live her life again. And guess what? The relationship she builds with Lawrence is something I can dream of. She is artistic, she is articulate, she is banterful, she is witty, she is sarcastic. The way she carries herself with her pride, she doesn't have an ego, but she carries herself like she is very proud, even though it's to hide the softness she has inside. She's so playful with you, once you start playing back with her, it throws her off, because she's like, whoa, you're catching on to my style. And it's amazing, and the fact that she just doesn't want to be alone anymore, she wants to have somebody there that will love her and be part of her it's literally the woman that will never exist in this life but still seeing it on an anime form is breathtaking and I love her character especially when the first episode ends and she puts the best clothes on and Lawrence is like those took me years to put together and she's like I know that's why they're so beautiful on me I love this character her design her charismaticness even the way to the end where her and Lawrence finally get to be a thing and I actually this is a big step for me to allow Lawrence to have her because I want her it's so cool to see that she is such an amazing character and someone that I have now added value to in my life of somebody I look for that is actually slender, carries herself with such good uh, artistic nature and she has articulation and she's banterful because you already know for myself I'm very articulate, I'm very thoughtful I know how to speak so I want someone who can test me because I'm very sarcastic so oh God, it's amazing and I freaking love her. There's no way in my mind I would have done the first After Dark episode and not talk about my two favorite waifus but also ladies, don't forget and frets, your boy is able to look on both sides of the spectrum and pick out the best for everybody that's how i know you know i'm your senpai it's just how i gotta go why don't we go to some husbandos why don't we go to two characters that not only are probably and arguably some of the greatest secondary characters to ever exist yeah How's that for a tease to off for you? Okay, two characters that I could argue if it wasn't for both of them, the both main characters of these shows would first off not only have not survived, they would have not have been able to have become who they are or even have been able to thrive in any way because one of them is literally the dad of the main character and the other one is a best friend of him that gets him out of the freaking underground lair they're trapped in. Let's start with the dad, shall we? How about we go to Vinland Saga and we talk about Thors, the father to Thorfinn. Thors was a prominent Viking warrior that was in the middle of the ocean fighting other Vikings at war, in the middle of the frosted sea. Are you kidding me? This guy is literally the scene that follows him. He's jumping from boat to boat, slaying and conquering and doing all of this crap. You're literally sitting there like... What the hell is going on? This dude's a badass. Well, he was not sent to Valhalla that day because he did not die, but it shows him sinking to the bottom of the ocean. Or did he? Well, come to find out, he faked his death so that way he could start his own village area and raise a family, just do a simple life because he wanted to give up the sword. He found out and he had a realization like a coming to Christ moment. He basically realized that a true warrior does not need a sword. And that's a powerful thing to say because a warrior's greatest strength and their biggest part of their like extension of self is their sword. So for someone to challenge that, that's almost like somebody who is very uh, connected to God, basically saying someone of true religious beliefs doesn't need religion. Dome that up like that's how deep it was. I know that probably went over your head. Sorry. I like to challenge you. He is such an amazing character. His design, he is one of the most beautifully designed characters. He's super ripped, tall Viking dude, has crazy dope hair, the structure and bone structure of his face and the way that he portrays himself with such calm stoicness and is able to control his emotions is one of the most amazing factors that I look for in an individual because myself, I've noticed how emotionally unstable a lot of our men have become and we're getting more emotional as the day goes on when that's not supposed to be our strong suit, that's supposed to be the women's thing. They're more emotional creatures. We are supposed to be more refined. We're supposed to be able to hold ourselves with content and characteristics of not being like, it's okay to be okay. That's one of the stupidest lines I've ever heard of. It's not okay to not be okay. You should want to be okay. Okay? (laughs) So... He is such an amazing character. The way he raises his family, his wife, which is a beautiful character, by the way. Holy crap. And then his daughter, the way he raises them, the way he teaches them, the the fact that he saves a dying slave and gives up his sheep, which by the way is like money. It's like gold back then. It's like a Bentley per sheep that's like counted as like eight Bentleys. He gives up eight sheeps for a dying freaking slave that escaped from a slave owner. It shows you his morales. It shows you his beliefs and the way he carries himself. That to me is husbando material. Somebody who can lead an entire village of people and kind of in a sense self-sacrifice because something big happens where they find him and they basically tell him to go back to war and he's like, guess what? Your boy ain't going back to war and I'm not gonna kill nobody. But guess what? If I'm gonna go or else you're gonna kill these people, then I will sacrifice myself. So he does go and he ends up getting into some crazy situation that with ashkelad the antagonist and then that connects to Thorfinn now in this great revenge sc- scheme that goes throughout the entire first season. It is so beautiful, done beautifully done. His aura the way he carries himself and the inspiration of the morale he brings to himself his people and his son is unmatched and somebody that if you ever thought to yourself who would be a perfect father figure Thor's Thor's without a doubt somebody who's been through it all literally been in the trenches and comes out of it and lets you know this is not the life you want the sacrifice to make a better life for your children oh that's my freaking dude the other one I know I'm not the biggest fan of this show, but let me tell you something. I'm a huge fan of this homie, Kamina. Kamina from Gurin Lagan. Megas, if you're listening, shout outs to you. I know you're a huge fan of the show as well. Kamina is the staple of this show. This is the literal man that not only let Simone become who he is and basically thrive out of sight of being a digger because he was so self-conscious in everything he was doing, he was just known as Simone the Digger. And he had no attributes or anything to what he was trying to do other than just enjoying what he was. He was gifted in that sense and found this drill, the drill of destiny, the power of friendship. We can literally destroy anything that comes our way. We are literally throwing universes at like Shig little extreme, but... This character, Kamina, is not only very aesthetically pleasing to the eye, his design is super cool, he has dope hair, his sunglasses, which are a staple now in the community, just like Vash the Stampede from Triguns, which maybe he might be on one of these episodes one time, that's a tease, but... Kamina is unbelievable. He is literally one of those playboy dudes you would look at where he is just extremely good looking. He has so much charismaticness to him. He's so upbeat, so positive, but knows when to kick his ass into gear when he needs to has so much inspiration to give other people around him. He is literally the motivation that Simone needed where he basically tells him, believe in the me that believes in you. That's the type of person he was where he had so much energy. He's literally that Drake line from a song that I love so much where he says, and and I quote, I love me. I love me enough for the both of us. That is Kamina. Kamina had so much power. This homie could literally love enough of himself for somebody else and still love them just as enough and be like, don't even worry about it. You ain't gotta even love me like that. I got enough for both of me. I'm here to help you. That's a man, bro. A Providing and supporting like that kind of aspect and his design again, by the way, is so dope and the way he gets sent out, what a G. There's something that, again, both of these characters have in common, just like the first two females I was talking about. They both kind of go out in a very, you know, high fashion early on in the story, but their morale and their purpose actually carries throughout the entirety of the story because of the impact they had on these characters in the storyline I love both of these dudes I literally would not be able to be who I am and love so much of this show and these both shows which these characters are insane with you know just one I like more than the other but it was so beautifully done I was in and I loved every second of it and both of those characters deserve to have respect and also to be simped over if you ask me just like these other two characters? Holy moly. I mean there's a reason why I started Otaku University on uh TikTok and where I basically said how to choose waifos and uh how to choose your waifu and husbando all four of these get my stamp of approval. Senpai says these four are okay to simp over. I got a tattoo of Holo and Zero Two on my arm. I mean, that says something to you, right? These characters are far superior to an immense amount of characters I've seen. And everybody's got a type. I mean, there's a lot of guys out there that like the strong women that can beat you up. I mean, that says something about you. But I think that's okay. If that's your type, hey, that's your type. But I love these characters. I love everything about them. And that's why I had to do these as like the first shout outs in the after dark with senpai so you can now see that as the candles are almost uh burnt fully through and i'm completely lathered from head to toe with coconut virgin oil that's the only virgin on me right now but i wanted to give you guys some insight of a couple good shows every time some more fun conversations and who knows where it'll lead to i kind of just do all these on the fly and just have fun with it as we go so who knows i might lose my mind or yours along the way but we might push uh push a little deeper next (laughs) to certain attributes. But I hope you had fun with this, man. That's, I think, the most important thing about entertainment and what I plan to do with all of my creations for all you guys is just having fun. I just want to have fun at the end of the day. I want to make you guys smile. I want to make you laugh and just be entertained. I want to make it to where I don't even know what I'm going to say next. I think that's the base premise of entertainment is where I keep you guys so focused on what I'm going to say next. That's why you're so much of a supporter and a fan. That's why even my haters, the ones who already gave me negative reviews on uh, Apple Podcasts, they're going to be listening too. So hi, haters. I love you guys. Even though you don't love me, maybe one day I can get you to ref- uh, vote your ranking because maybe you'll actually get over your kitty hate for whatever I said before and get to see the entertainment and the fun factor I bring and the excitement I get to give to you guys every single night so that was fun I had a lot of fun with that I'm actually sweating my ass off because that was a little hotter than I thought it would be but that was a lot of fun so I love you guys for uh, always being a part of this and again shout outs to everybody who has been supporting me throughout all this adventure all of you around the world and the loved ones and everybody who's believing in this dream man I'm chasing some big stuff here so this is fun and I'm glad to have you all along the way with me so thank you Thank you so much again, and if you are not, follow me on all... Follow me on all social platforms. It's very simple to find me, just Anime Senpai Podcast. I'll pop up on everything. On YouTube, we just hit over 100 subscribers, so shout outs to Little Scoo, my boy who is the editor for that. Absolutely love him. Give him a follow as well on YouTube. He does amazing work. He's always testing himself and doing new stuff. So everyone, if you aren't already, go follow on YouTube because I put more good stuff on there as well. And then also, if you guys would like to, join our Discord. The Discord is the most important thing out of all this because the Discord is your personal connection to me. There's a whole place that you can give me podcast ideas and I'll shout you out if I end up doing the show for that. I'm going to be having some shirts coming out. I know I've pubbed them before, but they are in the works. Just little things. I have to work slowly to get all this stuff in the motion. Don't worry. I know who the day ones are, so don't trip out. And just be a part of this, man. Make sure you guys do something good for somebody out there. Do some goodness for yourself and don't, don't give into the bull crap, okay? The world's going to always be hectic. There's always going to be a new virus. There's going to be a new enemy. There's going to be a new Putin. Just have fun, man. Enjoy your lives. Focus on what's in front of you and build a better life for you and your family and of course with senpai because i love having entertainment so this is going to be fun to see how it moves forward so i love you guys so much thank you for being a part of this adventure and journey with me and for next week's podcast i'm gonna leave it as a mystery because i have a few things i'm floating around with but we'll see when the time comes to where i set my sights on and where i decide to uh finally pull the plug or put the plug in. <laughs> That's what I would say. I love you guys so much. Thank you again and stay blessed, fam. And always watch something new because there's so many good animes out there. I'll see you guys next week. Anime Senpai out. Girl, you know my preferences. So you coming references. Yeah. You know I'm choosing with acceptances. You ain't got to sweat, cause I know it's always wet Legs suspended, back extended, forward thinking, dick all in it Thighs on shoulders, late night yoga, this is why you coming over and over again Hanging off the bed like an ornament, or the art man I don't give a fuck if you got a man, if you swallowing I wanna get nasty I think it's time we get nasty